Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's that? Pandora's box is a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and welcome to the first Pandora's Lunchbox of 2017. It's still a show about food and culture, even though it is 2017. Thank you to Arwell for, for filling in for me for a few weeks. I really appreciate it. Food, culture, and music, all for the next half hour, all happening at the same time simultaneously. It's a balmy 13 degrees in Ann Arbor, so I think we need a little warm-up. I think we need some soup. Here's some Memphis Soul Stew by King Curtis. Take notes. Today's special is Memphis Soul Stew. We sell so much of this, people wonder what we put in it. We're going to tell you right now. Give me about a half a teacup of base. Now I need a pound of fat back drums. Now give me four tablespoons of ballin' Memphis guitars. This gonna taste all right. Now just a little pinch of organ.
There you go. King Curtis and Memphis Souls, too. Thank you, King Curtis. I think I'm warmer now. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, WCBN.org, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's 13 degrees. Did I mention that? It's cold in Ann Arbor, but it's warm down south, and we're going to take a trip from King Curtis to King Cake and New Orleans because... They're about to celebrate King Cake season and 12th night and the beginning of the whole season that leads up to Mardi Gras. They were just about ready to start that down there in New Orleans. And it's 13 degrees Fahrenheit here. It's going to be closer to 13 degrees Celsius, 55-ish, 49-ish, so in New Orleans tomorrow when they celebrate the first day of the King Cake season. A little little bit here about King Cake. What is a King Cake? It's got a lot of calories. It's a type of cake associated in a number of countries with the Festival of Epiphany at the end of the Christmas season. It's also associated with the pre-Lenten celebrations of Mardi Gras and Carnival. The King Cake takes its name from the biblical kings. In Christianity, Epiphany is commemorated on January 6th, which is tomorrow, celebrating the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus lives on in miniature plastic form, I'll have you know, inside of a cake, but don't eat him. That's a whole different tradition. See, it goes like this. What started out roughly 300 years ago as a dry French bread-type dough with sugar on top and a bean inside now comes in many varieties depending on the country. The king cake of the Louisiana tradition comes in a number of styles. The most simple, said to be the most traditional, is a ring of twisted cinnamon roll-style dough topped with icing or sugar, usually colored purple, gold, and green, the traditional Mardi Gras colors. King cakes may also be filled with additional foodstuffs, the most common being cream cheese, praline, (laughs) cinnamon, or strawberry. And the filled king cake, did you know, originated at a small bakery in Picayune, Mississippi. The so-called Zulu king cake is, uh, has chocolate icing with a coconut filling because the crew of Zulu's parade most celebrated throw, here we try again, the most, starting over again, the crew of Zulu's most celebrated throw in their parade is a coconut You may eat a baby Jesus or get hit by a coconut. It'll all make perfect sense. It's become customary in Southern culture that whoever finds the plastic baby inside the cake must provide the next king cake or host the next Mardi Gras party. The season for king cake begins with the end of the 12 days of Christmas. Tomorrow is Epiphany, and it's also king cake day. And it continues until the end of Shrovetide, also known as Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, or Shrove Tuesday, which that being the day before the start of Lent. So Twelfth Night is celebrated in New Orleans tomorrow. Again, it's not going to be 13 degrees down there. So they're going to feel like going to the streets. Hurry up if you can get down there tomorrow, although there is a really good chance of rain. They may have some thunder. Hopefully that won't put any rain on their parade, so to speak. And under MardiGrasGuide.com, it says, in addition to the very private ball of the Twelfth Night Revelers, several public events mark the official opening of the carnival season, King's Day, January 6th. At 10 a.m. at Mardi Gras World, Mayor Mitch Landrew, along with officials from all 34 Orleans Parish parading crews, will kick off the carnival season with a press conference and king cake cutting ceremony. The mayor will be presented official posters from Rex and Zulu, and the St. Aug 
the St. Aug, St. Augustine perhaps, Marching 100 will perform. The Funny 40 Fellows, spelled with P-H's, P-Funny P-40 P-Fellows, will roll along the St. Charles line in a vintage green Pearly Thomas streetcar tomorrow at 6, 7 p.m. rather, Central Time, because that's where it is down there, accompanied by the Storyville Stompers Brass Band. The ride is scheduled to run from the Willow Street Car Barn just off South Carrollton Avenue and go all the way downtown to Canal Street and back in New Orleans. On the same evening at 7 p.m. Central, a Joan of Arc parade, walking parade, will begin at the French Quarter at Toulouse and Decatur, ending at Washington Artillery Park just across from Jackson Square. The procession includes crew members in medieval costumes and armor, horseback riders, dance troops, and angels, all recounting the story of the saint's brief but eventful life, the life of Joan of Arc. Incidentally, the Joan of Arc's birthday was not ever exactly recorded, but generally is accepted as January 6th, 1412. So this will be Joan of Arc's 605th birthday, according to most accounts. So in addition, the new not-so-secret Society of the Elysian Fields Fields will roll at 7.30 p.m. on the new Rampart St. Claude line with King Charles Rogers reigning. Our Al Carnival Time Johnson will also perform at the ball, joining the Davis Rogan Band for dancing and dining in the back room at Buffa's, or Buffa's perhaps, following the streetcar ride. If you're in Ann Arbor like me, you can imagine all of these things are happening in the streets of Ann Arbor as you shiver and close your eyes and run inside for a cup of um, coffee. So, But this is all happening tomorrow in New Orleans. It's king cake time. Look for a baby. Try not to eat the little baby, Jesus, if you can. In the meantime, here's some music of New Orleans. I don't know if it's technically too early to actually play a song called Carnival Time, but I'm going to do it anyway. I can't wait. This is Bo Dallas and the Wild Magnolias. Carnival Time. You ready? This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
Thank you, thank you. That is Bo Dallas and the Wild Magnolias, and that is I'm Back at Carnival Time. This is WCBN-FM, and Arbor Orwolf has just laid down his scarf. He is ready to do some radio at 7 o'clock. Arwolf and Face the Music. It's I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's going to be good. Arwolf and Face the Music at 7. Thursday night's a pretty good lineup if you're looking for a good lineup on WCBN, I gotta, if I do say so myself. That's followed... At eight by Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop, Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. Excuse me, I, I'm being, being sacrilegious with the wrong name. Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop with guest DJ Michael G tonight at eight, and on and on it goes. Let's keep listening to WCBN FM and Arbor. Listen to WCBN FM and Arbor. I just said that. WCBN.org. That too. Try to listen to them simultaneously. You may find that they're the same thing. And that's a good thing. We have a schedule of all of our shows at WCBN.org. And coming up soon, actually, we're going to do a little bit of a change with the new season. Some shows may move to different times. Some will stay. Only time will tell. So I got a little bit of food news for you. Uh, Governor Rick Snyder has vetoed a bill that would have removed training and certification requirements, certification requirements, for wild mushroom pickers who sell morel mushrooms to food establishments. He says there have been increased poisonings, and it's important that mushrooms meet the same safety standards as other products. Governor Snyder vetoing a bill that would have removed training and certification requirements for wild mushroom pickers who sell morel mushrooms to food establishments. And another story, this is somewhat food-related, out of Cuba, artisanal Charcoal will become the first legal Cuban export to the U.S. in recent history this month under a new, a new deal between the Cuban government and the former lawyer for imprisoned U.S. government contractor Alan Gross. Such intrigue. So, attorney Scott Gilbert has sought to build economic ties between the two countries since Gross's release. He said Thursday, that's today, that a company he founded will buy 80 tons of charcoal made from the invasive woody plant Marabu. The charcoal is produced by worker-owned cooperatives across Cuba and has become an increasingly profitable export valued for its clean burning properties often used in pizza and bread ovens. Gilbert's company will pay $420 a ton for the artisanal charcoal, significantly above the market price. It'll be the first legal Cuban export to the U.S. in recent history, and people are going to make pizza with it, apparently. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Another piece of Michigan news in a moment. But first of all, 
a song that's extremely vaguely perhaps relevant to it in a way that I'll have to explain in just a moment. Here are the Kinks and Plastic Man. Just kidding. Here are the Kinks and Plastic Man. The Kinks and Plastic Man should should have been a bigger hit in the UK in 1969. It was just a, sm- a minor hit. If I understand correctly, I thought he was singing the plastic arms that go down to his plastic thumbs, but I think apparently it's plastic hands that go down to it or plastic arms that go down to his plastic bum. And you can't say bum on the radio, you know, because you can't say bum, and bum is not the right word to say on the radio, you know. So the BBC banned it, I I believe. So no big hit for Plastic Man, but why did I do that? Why did I play that song? Because here's a headline for you from treehugger.com, which I often consult when I'm not consulting all the other websites I consult. 
Here's a here's a headline for you. Michigan bans bans on plastic bags. That's not a typo, as in, you know, I I had had been going to do this, or I was was gonna, or what's that other phrase that's so common? I can't do it right now. Michigan bans bans on plastic bags, takeout food containers, styrofoam cups, and just about anything else. Michigan has passed a law that bans bans on bags, bans bans bags, prohibiting local governments from banning, regulating, or imposing fees on the use of plastic bags and other containers. More specifically, it is a bill to preempt local ordinances regulating the use, disposition, or sale of, prohibiting or restricting, or imposing any fee, charge, or tax on certain containers, which includes not just plastic bags, but any A, auxiliary container, meaning a bag, cup, bottle, or other packaging, whether reusable or single use, that meets both of the following requirements. I, or lowercase one, or anyway, it's made of cloth, paper, plastic, cardboard, corrugated material, aluminum, glass, post-consumer recycled material, or similar material or substrates, or substrata, including coated, laminated, or multi-layer substrates, or substrata, it's de- or is designated for transporting, consuming, or protecting merchandise, food, or beverages from or at a food service or retail facility. So no municipalities in Michigan are allowed to ban any of those things. Plastic Man is very, very, very happy today. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I need to cue up this other song here. Hold on. This will, this will take just a moment. Arwolf is consulting a sheet of paper. Arwolf, I have a question for you. You do. I have a question for you. So uh, what is Face the Music going to be about tonight? Are we there? Are we there? Oh, yes. I, I think so. Okay. Am there I we are. here? Yeah. Good. Um, <clears throat> yes, this is the very first program in a series, and you've heard me say that before, because I'm, I'm always I'm a serious guy. I'm always getting into uh, serial programming. Yeah. And what's happening is, you know, I, I did um, how many? Seven weeks of sixes, uh, celebrating music from years ending in the numeral six, 1916, 26, 36, and 46, and once in a while, 56, to celebrate the end of 2016. Well, for one reason or another, there's just an enormous number of great recordings that I still want to play. And because that annoying thing called the national election uh, interfered so often with what was going on, it, um, it left a lot of material that I still wanted to play. And then I suddenly realized that it would be helpful to the body politic if I addressed the state of the nation by saying that we're all at sixes and sevens, which is a, a centuries-old um, dice thrower's term, meaning that um, the outcome is uncertain, and in fact, in many cases, you are essentially um, risking your entire fortune, which Mm. I think is, that's about where we're at as a nation. So uh, lots of music from 19, um, let's see, 1926 and 27, 36 and 37. I do have, let's see, looking down here, I have a Burt Williams record from 1916 to air tonight. So we'll get all the way up to... um, to 1946 with Dizzy Gillespie. So uh, we're all at sixes and sevens until further notice on Face the Music. Is that clear? That sounds clear. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah, coming up at seven in just five minutes or so. And Happy New Year, by the way. Same to you, dear chum. Yeah. So this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Just a final note here. Actually, a couple of final notes. I probably have a whole ton of final notes. But on Wednesday, January 11th at the Ann Arbor District Library, 
How to Buy on a Budget, Cooking 101. Keegan C. Rogers, head baker at the People's Food Co-op, will lead this hands-on and lively workshop on how to shop well on a budget, so says the Ann Arbor District Library. This is going to be Wednesday, January 11th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Cooking 101, How to Buy on a Budget. I was about to read an article to you or part of an article from Gizmodo uh, called Eight Futuristic Foods You'll Be Eating in 30 Years, but some of it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> got bugs. Well, maybe bugs are all right. I mean, they got protein and stuff. Uh, lab-grown meat, farmed fish, fake fish, mm, algae. Well, algae, you know. Uh, GMO everything. This isn't really much fun, but 3D printed food. That's a whole nother thing. 3D printed food might save cooking time and offer a tasty, easy-to-eat option for elderly people suffering from difficulty swallowing. Even NASA invested in researching 3D printing food in zero gravity so astronauts can, quote, cook, unquote, on those deep space missions. But more importantly, it will solve that one enormous problem. My food doesn't grow in a cool shape. On this website, gizmodo.com, on the article called Eight Futuristic Foods You'll Be Eating in 30 Years, there is a lovely picture of a woman holding up, what is that? It's a 3D printed biscuit made from insect flour. Mm-mm, it's kind of a wiffle-shaped thing at the Wellcome Collection in London. And, you know, how about some wiffle waffles? Wiffle waffles would be 3D printed and delicious. You could put the chicken in the waffles with the chicken inside of the wiffle waffle. What do you say? Wiffle waffle, huh? So here's another subheading that I should read to you. Honestly, can we just stop eating and photosynthesize? Can't we all just do that? It says here, maybe one day we'll be able to just veg out, sit under the sun, and turn carbon dioxide into the sugar our bodies need. And then we'll be able to make all the sugar we need for king cake. The sea slug Elysia colorotica already steals DNA from algae so it can photosynthesize itself. So what about us? In actuality, even if we had photosynthesis causing chloroplasts in our cells, our bodies would need a lot more surface area to maximize our exposure to the sun. So go forth and try some future food, because one day your grandkids might be feeding you a slurry of 3D-printed bugs. Mmm-mm. Well, on that note, you've been listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least a half an hour. It's been good to do that to start 2017 with you. Arwolf and face the music in just a moment. And on that note of food that doesn't exist yet that you may be eating in 30 years, how about some bicarbonate of chicken? I haven't played this song in a while. Here, here is the great Ivor Cutler, and bicarbonate of chicken goes a little something like this. You've been listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Keep on doing that. Don't ever, ever stop ever doing that. Ever. What do you want? I want my cabinet of chicken tonight. The town is shifting, it's all that chicken. There ain't a human being in sight, man. They're all gone digging into chicken. Waiter, waiter, what do you want? Where's my bicarbonate of chicken? The chef says there's none. There'd better be some or I'll tear the town to pieces. Hold on, son, just you hold on a minute. The chef got a box, perhaps our chicken's in it. I'm delighted to say it's true. My cup of chick will be delivered to you Thank you, waiter, you're a real good pal Here's fifty dollars, get yourself a fine gal The waiter and the chef are enjoying life The waiter is the husband and the chef is his wife
missus and I had a wonderful time. All right, all right, all right, everybody, settle down. Come on now, now. Um, welcome to the weekly meeting of the National Association of WCB and Lovers. Yeah, it makes the heart pound faster. All right, now, if you'll all turn to page four in the manual, we will sing the club song. All right, turn to page four. That's it. All right, now, everybody ready? Here we go. I'll begin. You can join in later. Here we go. Ah, uh, what is that? We love what sound are we extra fond of? It's not any trouble, you know it's double you when you hear WCBN FM Ann Arbor. You know, it's just parish and cold outside. I'm just, uh, I'm going over here and fiddling with this knob. Okay, the knob has been fiddled. It's almost exactly 7 o'clock. It's terribly cold. Um, I did take the um, cold person antidote, Mike, on the way in here. I went to a uh, marvelous little cafe tucked away on... Uh, Menard Street there, and it was uh, it was marvelous. I got a, a very ripe banana, and one of those uh, those almond biscotti that actually has almonds in it, you know, and a little layer of chocolate down on the uh, on the bottom side of it, and then a medium sized uh, dark coffee with honey and half and half. And on my way out, I said, "Thank you again. You have saved my life." So, because it's been a, a very exciting week for those of us who work at the University of Michigan, the first week of classes, helping the students to uh, all start to proceed in the correct direction according to their uh, respective uh, curricula. So um, here I am tonight helping with WCBN's educational mission, as usual, face the music and um, historical core sample. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we're coordinating the program now for a while, for the next few weeks, using the numbers 6 and 7. We are all at, uh, at 6s and 7s, which traditionally, a dice thrower's term, it means very simply that uh, we don't know where we're going or what's going to happen, and we're most likely risking all that we have. If you need Ivor Cutler, it's right over here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't lose Ivor Cutler. No. no. So I've got a, a couple of player piano rolls issued in 1926 and 1927, respectively. Uh, the first one, James P. Johnson playing Harlem Chocolate Babies on Parade. And this will be followed by...